0: Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom, and where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome back for another episode. I am so glad that you're with us. Let's have a handful of shout outs and then jump right into our interview with today's special guest. First off, shout out going to Steven. Not only has Steven moved across the country this year and teaching in one state and then teaching in another, he also just landed his new job as an instructional designer. So exciting. Also Rachel, awesome job landing your opportunity as a copy editor. That's so exciting as well. And I love that that works better for your family life that you've been wanting to find something for. So great. And a shout out to Eileen who has improved her LinkedIn profile with the new LinkedIn for transitioning teachers resource that is available in the membership. And also really exciting shout out also to Bridget who just landed her new role. Um, and one of the resources that helped her was the target activity that's in the find your next Dream job course. I'm so glad that you found something that is right on target, right? Like bullseye and, and leading toward the goals that you have. So excited that it's something that aligns with your personal strengths and interests so closely. So great. Uh, you guys just awesome progress. For everybody, like you're doing amazing things. I love that you're um, clarifying what you're interested in and improving your resources and strategies for for making it happen. Great, great, great job. All right. Are you ready for today's podcast guest? I am so excited to introduce you to her because not only is she a former teacher, but she is also our podcast manager. It's Deanna Pippenger. Deanna taught for 12 years in a variety of grade levels and in different areas of the country. She has been a freelancer for two and a half years. She's a mom of two girls, a wife to an instructional designer and adventure buddy, and she's a podcast manager and content creator. Not only does she manage our podcast's, but she manages others as well. And I can say from personal experience, she's fantastic at what she does, not only in a podcast managing role, but in other roles related to being a virtual assistant and helping in so many valuable ways on the teacher transition team. So Deanna, thanks so much for all that you do and for your awesome example and for being on the show. Okay, here she is. Deanna, I am so excited that you are today's guest. Thanks so much for being in this episode.
1: Absolutely. It's it's fun to be on the other side of the mic. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay.
0: So for those who are listening and who don't know, Deanna is our podcast manager. And she actually does a lot more than that in helping on our teacher transition team. She makes so many things possible. She has fantastic insights and advice. She supports our community in a variety of ways. So from a personal standpoint, I am so grateful for your influence <laughs> and everything that you do. So, And so excited to have you share how you went from being a teacher to the other things that you did next and what led mm-hmm. you into freelancing, being a podcast manager, and more. So yeah. thank you. Thanks so much yeah. for Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Take us back um, to what you taught and when it was you recognized that you were going to be doing something else.
1: Yeah. Feels like a long time ago. So I... I graduated in 2005 and I was in California and, um, I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher from when I was really little. Like, I think a lot of teachers get that bug when they're little. My mom was a teacher kind of like you too. And, um, so I helped her set up her classroom all the time and just, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I also think that like student teaching is one of those times where it's like a huge affirmation or a oh, this is not the job for me. And it was definitely an affirmation. I was so excited to jump in. But the problem was that in California, where I was, there were no... They were taking off class size reduction at the time. So that was changing things a lot. So classes were were getting bigger and there were less jobs available. So I was going from like long-term sub to long-term sub without any of the benefits of a contracted position um, and without any promise of a job in the following fall. And so the RIF situation was happening with all of the the teachers. And um, so I was getting work, but I was in a different grade level almost every year. And then in between I was bouncing around um, doing you know the day-to-day subbing. I was getting plenty of experience and I loved it. But Eventually the the ache of I am not gonna have a permanent position and that anxiety, honestly, like I would kind of it would just set in. I just couldn't do it anymore and I needed to have a a permanent position, you know. And so I knew back in Arizona where I'm from, there was a much higher chance of me being able to teach. And so I moved back and within a month of being there, I did get a contracted position and but it was, it was just tricky because even with a position like that, um, having a, um, all the support in the world, there's also more pressure. And I, I just remember getting to the point where I was, you know, it was about 4.30 in the afternoon. And I was watching other teachers head to their cars and head out. And because I didn't have the benefit of like staying put in the same grade level for multiple years, I didn't like have that lesson plan or I didn't have that tip and trick for teaching long division or whatever it was. Um, I was kind of doing the first year over and over and again. And I think that started to lead to my burnout. So I, yeah. And, and it was at that point that I I was getting married. And when you're realizing you're not seeing. Like not being single anymore, I was realizing, like, okay, now I have to balance other relationships. And what does that look like? And the health of that. And that put new boundaries on my work life that I didn't have before. And then we started to think about having a family and we decided to start by um, doing foster care. And I knew that I wanted to be a stay at home mom for that because of all the extra needs and things that are usually requirements, you know, for therapies and appointments and things like that. So and then during that time it it was possible financially to to make it work that way. But it was it was a little bit tight. And I was trying to sub, but subbing and then like daycare costs, it, it just kind of broke even. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. And so at that point I found um, VIP Kid, which I know a lot of teachers are, are interested in and have, have done little stints with. Um, and that was actually really awesome. Like I loved working with those kids. They were so excited to learn English. All the, all the lesson plans were ready to go. It was pretty engaging stuff. I've just go got to say, I'm
0: so glad yeah. that you can speak to VIP kid because I know a lot mm-hmm. of people in our audience are really curious about opportunities like that. And mm-hmm. So yeah, please feel free to share any insights into that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was my first, I mean, gosh, that was back in 2015, I think. And so that was like my first entry into like, oh, I can be using my teaching skills at home, you know, and that freedom and flexibility was amazing. But the problem was that the, if I wanted to make more money, I had to get up earlier. (laughs) And so there was just a limit to like how, what my health you know, there's a limit to how healthy I, I could be and still continue to make more money. So that, um, plus, you know, getting pregnant and starting a family that way, I just, the combination I couldn't sustain. So I was, I was happy to, to let go of, of that opportunity. Um, so were
0: you teaching full-time in Arizona mm-hmm. while doing VIP kid at the same time?
1: No, I was, um, I was on the tail end of our foster care. And, um, when they transitioned out, that's when I went, I ended up doing more VIP kid just because I had more time and I was grieving. and I didn't know, like mm-hmm. I needed flexibility for that, for that time period. Um, but I, I had missed, missed the boys that we had in our home. So I wasn't ready to go back to a full-time position. It was the middle of the year. So, Yeah.
0: And when did you yeah. transition? Well, did you transition straight from VIP Kid into freelancing, or, yeah, what was that next step?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny because you talk about like Facebook ads and targeting and seeing things from both sides, and I think I'm not sure, but I think I got targeted by a Facebook ad for Michaela Quinn's course, overwhelmed to fantastic. overbook. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really was, um, and I I got in at the kind of the beginning of the, probably in the first year or so of her having that course. And I was just, it, it you know, it was like too good to be true and you can make all this money. But then when I got to know Michaela um, and just followed her and saw her workshop, it was like, you no, know, she's a real person. And she, she was a teacher as well. And um, she just made a lot of sense in how she was able to take all of her skills in the classroom and, and transfer them and just give them different language. And, and um,
0: let me just, so. let me just mm-hmm. pause us for a second so that anyone who's watching or listening yeah. they can know um, we've had Michaela Quinn on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. She is a former teacher and she went mm-hmm. to freelancing and now she yeah teacher or she helps anyone who wants to become a freelancer as well. So yeah. And we'll link to that resource, to her resources.
1: Yeah. I I highly, highly recommend it. Michaela is just changed the course of everything for me. I've just this flexibility. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do as, so I started out as a general VA and just, but she teaches you how to um, develop a portfolio and how to find clients and you know those types of things were very very foreign to me and i had no idea um how to do those but she she mapped it out you know and so it's like you f- you follow the prescription you know essentially and it was it felt hard to believe that something was going to come of it but it really it really did and i got one client one client led to two clients and and then Michaela became my client because i was doing email management i was offering inbox cleanouts and she's like Mine's a mess. Can I hire you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Intimidated. Awesome. Yeah, I was
0: so bad. Yeah, so great. But
1: that just led to that one. Yes. And she's like, well, what about this? Are you interested in this? I'm like, I've never done that before, but I could figure it out. <laughs> so great. And yeah. it's the trust faster too. The trust factor
0: is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So when you see someone does something well, it's easy mm-hmm. to want their their workload if they have, mm-hmm. you know, room and bandwidth time for it. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And what I found too, is that a lot of clients, they don't have the time to go look for somebody and if they know they can depend on someone. So if you just show up with basic r- good work ethic, like that goes a long way and likability and, um, you know, that trust, What is it? the trust, know, and like factor, so true. It's so true.
0: Okay. I know some people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be hearing mm-hmm. it and they're going to be like, okay, so you started as a general VA mm-hmm. for those listening. It's a virtual assistant, someone who mm-hmm. helps with this, that, and the other, like a variety yeah. of things um, remotely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, later you went into podcasting as a manager. Mm-hmm. What what were some of the variety of things, like hats that you've tried on, so to speak, mm-hmm. responsibilities that you've had? What have you learned mm-hmm. that you're like, eh, I'm not a fan of that, or yeah. this isn't, doesn't really align with my interests? Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about podcasting. Like, how did you identify or, yeah, just share with everyone what didn't align well with you, what did, mm-hmm. and, yeah, kind of your course. Yeah.
1: Yeah, opinion? no, it's a good question. It's because it's been a crazy journey. And I think that at the beginning, I was just kind of like, well, I'll work with anybody who will pay me like that was the <laughs> that was the baseline. And you quickly learn that that is not a good guideline. But it, it feels exciting at the beginning to realize that you can, you can just offer all these services and and, and people need that. And so you want to be needed and and have that regular work, but um, one of my first clients, uh, Meg Brunson, she had a podcast, and she's like, "Well, would you be interested in man- managing my podcast?" And I said, "Well, I have no idea how to do that." And she's like, "Don't worry about it; I can train you." And I was like, "Okay." And like she was paying, like she was paying for the time that I was spending training as well, which was a big deal. And I, I just fell in love with it. So I did a lot of other things. I did a lot of like email management for her, which now I don't love. I've realized <laughs> um, just because that can be... It can be never ending. And that's why it's it's such a need. But I did a lot of backend stuff of like updating blogs and some graphic design, social media, uh, repurposing content. And that's where it's like I dabbled enough that I realized podcasting is this great piece of content that you can actually... Repurpose in so many different ways. And as teachers, you know, we'd love to work smarter, not harder. And there's no need to reinvent the wheel because nobody's got time for that. And so I just love the idea of I've got my hands and ears on this content and I can use it so many different other ways because not all your people are going to be in the same place. The same people who are on Instagram are not usually on Facebook and not usually listening to a podcast and YouTube. So it's just like, it's okay to repurpose. And it's, it's important for, for content creators to do that. And so I like helping people see how to do that.
0: That's so great. It makes me think of like two birds with one stone mm-hmm. and really it can be like 15 birds with one stone. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we're recording this right yes. now, but this mm-hmm. can serve people or help people or reach people mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. YouTube or on a blog or, mm-hmm. you know, on, on social media or a variety of things like that. So yeah, yeah totally. So good. totally. Um, Can you also speak to the teachers who are thinking, well, it sounds cool to freelance, but I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea how to get started or, or maybe, maybe I think I want to do this or I think I Mm -hmm. want to do that. I just feel like experience Mm -hmm. is the best teacher. You learn what you like and you learn what you don't. And Mm -hmm. both sides of that are incredibly Mm -hmm. valuable Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to be a rookie. Can you speak to, to any of this?
1: Yeah. Well, and I had some hard conversations with different clients of like, I really wanted to have that client because that client meant security for me. But honestly, if I didn't love the work I was doing and when you don't love the work that you're doing, it, it can really sh- shine through. And And that's what started to happen. And they were able to be kind enough to give me some feedback of like, do you really enjoy this? And I didn't want to say that I didn't because I wanted the security, You know, because it's a huge mindset shift going from teaching to being an entrepreneur too. And I think that was one of my biggest hurdles of like, it was growing up when I would tell people I would be a te- I wanted to be a teacher. People would say, but you know, you're not going to make a lot of money. And I'm like, I, I do. But like, first of all, I was like, what adult says that? But second of all, I was like, well, I'm going to be fulfilled, you know, I'm going to be helping people. And so like, I don't care about the money and, and to a degree, like, Sometimes it's not an issue but as you get older like you realize that you know certain stresses could be alleviated with a little bit more income sometimes and as your family grows and those demands increase and so just this idea that I was a teacher and I was not allowed to make any more money was kind of stuck in my head <laughs> quite honestly and now like I can say that I've replaced my teaching income working part-time hours from home, like and being able to have flexibility. And I, you know, and you and I have had lots of conversations about childcare and how to do that best. But like I do have my girls in care two days a week. But I really enjoy being able to work hard and then play hard. And um so that's how I've made it work for me. And financially it, it does work out. But I think that when you're going back to your original question, when you're brand new I think you do. You just have to try things on and, but you need to be honest. Like if you really enjoy it, then you'll have that natural inclination and passion to learn more. And I think that that has been most fulfilling to me that even as a mom raising little ones, I've had this opportunity to keep growing and learning new skills and being creative. That's another piece of teaching that I, I, you know, I missed that the opportunity to express that on a daily basis and I have that now I think the biggest thing is that what I didn't understand people don't need you to be an expert they need you to save them time and that is if you if you are teachable and if you can google things <laughs> I mean seriously Google has been and YouTube best friends on this journey um, and if you can teach yourself things and you're motivated to do that. If you save people time, you are giving people their lives back because the people that I work for, I save them time and energy and help them hopefully go to bed at more decent hours. And they don't wake up in the middle of the night, not able to sleep because all everything is falling through the cracks. So, um, I would say that's the biggest thing. It's not so much that you need to be an expert. It's that you need to be willing to learn and, and, and willing just to explore. So, yeah, well
0: said, well said, no. I'm having so many thoughts go through my mind and partially <laughs> laughing about you, you mentioning like helping people go to bed at normal hours because Deanna <laughs> knows that sometimes things are on my mind. So I'll send her messages it at crazy hours about like, how can we like help the audience with this? Or how can we like help the people in our community and courses with this, that, and the other. So, yeah, no. yes. Totally laughing at the same time. With all that. <laughs> Love it. And, you know, I think for those who are listening also in case it's helpful, you know, when we talk about freelancing, like your only limitation is your imagination. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, someone can be a freelance instructional designer. Someone mm-hmm. can be a freelance, you know, consultant. Someone mm-hmm. can be a freelance Pinterest mm-hmm. expert. Mm -hmm. Or social media person on a variety Mm -hmm. of platforms or email management or Facebook ads manager, like blog writer, ghost writer, email Mm -hmm. inbox, you know, uh, so many different things there. And so really recognizing like what your interests are and, Mm -hmm. and you don't know it all in advance. Mm -mm. I know like so many teachers, like we love planning and backwards Mm -hmm. planning, and having a year plan, and a scope and sequence. And it's like, okay, well, it's okay. Like, you can step into the unknown. You can actually try some of it on while you're still teaching. Develop your
1: portfolio, develop your resources. Yeah. yeah. And I think, honestly, the more that I look back, like, nothing, you know, some people have a five-year plan, and they can, they can, you know, check those things off right on time. If I look back, nothing about my my plan um, went according to what I had hoped for in terms of when I graduated, when I got a job, when I got married, when I had kids. And so I think the, when you start to realize, like, not everything goes that way, you know, and when I started to realize that, and then I started to be more open to well, what's the worst that could happen, you know, like, and Good. so I. I think that was exciting to just say, well, what if this really is the next thing for me? Because it's right here and it sounds exciting and I'd I'd like to try it.
0: Have you ever thought about creating your own business? Maybe it's something like a side hustle as a freelancer, an educational consultant, virtual assistant, tutor, or a coach of some kind. Or maybe it's to sell digital teacher resources you've created. Or an online course. I remember when I created my first business, just how much work it was to figure out all the steps to get it set up. Things like how to establish my company legally with my state, how to choose a company name, how to get a website, if I needed a business bank account or if I could just use my own personal bank account, and so much more. The actual steps themselves weren't all that hard. But figuring out what steps were needed was so much work. It took me months, if not well over a year, to figure out all the steps. If you've ever considered creating your own business, let me expedite the process for you. In our course called Build Your Business Within One Week, plus the freelancing toolkit you get with it, we'll start with the basic building blocks of choosing what you want to do. Then I'll walk you through the steps of how to confidently choose an effective business name. We'll ensure your company is safe and secure, both legally and financially. I'll walk you through how much to charge, how to get paid. I'll even provide you with invoicing templates, rate sheets, and so much more so that you can be comfortably prepared for everything you need to do, including tax time. Come get the business training templates and tools that will save you months of research and a whole lot of cash. I'll even include templates like the invoicing template, the rate sheet, contracting templates, and more. Ready to expedite your process? Join me in the Build Your Business Within One Week course at teachertransition.com forward slash biz. That's teachertransition.com biz to get started. For those who are listening, there's such a valuable stage of brainstorm and of think, kind of kind of explore lightly, but then really progress comes through action. And you uh-huh. don't have to do anything rash, but through you know, taking steps and taking actions, making connections, reaching out to people, trying things on for size, offering to volunteer, tr- doing something, a service yeah. for, you know, a week or two, or mm-hmm. maybe a month for something, depending on what it is. And then uh, getting screenshots of that. Right. Yeah. Drop totally. it to a portfolio resource. And we have resources yeah. like that in our, well, and- in our own business freelancing resource, but yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Michaela had it, a, has a, a thread that was like a um, swap at Sunday. And so right. if you were feeling like you didn't have the guts to charge for something yet, because you didn't feel good enough and you just wanted to see, then you could just say, this is the service that I'm offering at this discounted rate or free. But even Michaela would say, still charge something for it, you know, so that you ha- somebody has some skin in the game. And um, that was a great way to to build confidence and be like, Oh no, I really enjoy this. And I can't charge for this. And I am helping someone. That's so, so great.
0: Yeah. Earlier on with things with teacher transition mm-hmm. and before we had any revenue to be mm-hmm. paying people, you know, cause we weren't charging mm-hmm. anything for any, anything that we had. Um, I actually found some people through Michaela's group like that and it was yeah. so helpful. And then later, um, as, as some people became team members, I remember getting Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, look, you need to charge me for this. Like I want to pay you for this. Right. That is one of the most satisfying parts of Mm -hmm. what I do and, um, is providing opportunities for others. So yeah. anyway, but I just remember being like, you are not an intern, you know, this is not, this is not service. Like the servant is worthy of his hire and just, just like, yes. So let's, yes, Get some Absolutely. People paid, um, yeah. You guys I love skills. it. So anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're interviewing you today. Yeah. And so, but I could go off on so much about that. But but yeah, putting yourself out there, taking action, and um, grabbing screenshots. You know, samples yeah. of what you're mm-hmm. doing for people, and, and that is work. Hmm. Work samples. Hundred percent portfolio. So yeah. Awesome. to yeah. Exercise. Excellent. Um. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the day in the life of a freelancer and I know mm. very <laughs> freelancers, but if people are like, what does it look like? Like what time mm-hmm. do you start? So how do you coordinate mm-hmm. your schedule? Maybe specifically with kids or, yeah. um, and who do you work with?
1: Cause some people yeah. are afraid of being lonely. What instance yeah. could you offer? Totally. Um, well i my business. I've taken lots of different, I've had to try on lots of different schedules for size in order to make things work. And I am a morning person. Um, so initially I got up really early. And when I first started my, my, uh, oldest was really young. So she was still sleeping pretty well and dad can handle one until, you know, seven 30 in the morning. So I kind of took that five to seven 30 chunk and I was working then. And then I worked, work nap time. And if I had to catch up after dinner and after hanging out with my husband and stuff, um, then I could, I could do that. So I was kind of just fitting it in wherever I could. But then, you know, I started to to be really uh, just excited about my work and, and wanting to be able to sit down and finish a task. And I, I know that there's a lot of moms out there. It's like, you know, when you're trying to do two things at once, like multitasking is not always, you know, really fulfilling. Like it's possible we do it. Um, but I really wanted that just focused time. And so, um, I decided to have my, my girls in care for two days a week. And, um, that was, that was a big deal. That was hard. It was hard to say, Hey, I'm doing this because I wanted the flexibility and here I am putting my kids in care. Did I fail somewhere here? And, I really felt like I was striking a balance and that is just what I needed. You know, I feel I f- I feel very excited being able to contribute to our our household income too and um and be a mom. And don't get me wrong, it's it's challenging and there are some days where I really want to work a lot more than I want to be a mom or I want to be a mom a lot more than I want to work. And it's it's hard to take the hats on and off so there's that.
0: Can you just share for a moment Mm -hmm. also about, um, having your children have other care and Mm -hmm. I know there can be for a lot of people, there can be like a very long different processes with that, but Mm -hmm. has that been a positive thing for your kids? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And it, it was very hard to believe that it could be, but my older one is she's in a preschool program, and she literally skips off to her classroom. She's like, "Bye, mom," you know, like, and she she needs that. She needs the structure, and they do such fun and creative, artistic activities and music, and just you know, being with her peers is just so important for her development. And then my youngest, um, she's only. Um, one, but she's in at a, a neighbor and my friend, she homeschools. And so she's her three daughters just kind of take turns um, watching her. And it's, it's really special for them because they're learning how to take care of, take care of little ones. And so it's been a beautiful thing, but I had to ask, I had to make the ask. And I think that that's sometimes hard to say, I, I can't do all of this, you know, and presenting that to my husband of like, Hey, I'd, I'd like to put our girls in care. And, and he was super supportive, but it, at first it, it did feel kind of like I had, I was failing, but it turns out that's not the case. <laughs> and, and I'm, when I show up to be mom, I'm so much happier. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter that I didn't get to finish something. I, you know, I know that this is my time with them. And so it's, it's way more fulfilling.
0: Yeah. I love hearing that. I know it's such a personal decision for everyone. Mm -hmm. I honor everybody's personal decision. It's been been great for me to hear so many different personal takes with it. And that for quite a few friends, it's been beneficial for their kids to have kind of a a wider net of of support and Mm -hmm. interaction. So, okay, Deanna, how would a teacher know if freelancing would or would not be a good fit for them, are some are there some questions you might recommend? Of like, mm-hmm. ask yourself this or consider that.
1: Yeah, well, I think the cool part about freelancing is it can be it can replace your income or it can just be a side hustle. Um, so if you're like, you know, we just want to, uh, you know, be able to afford Disneyland next year. Um, and that's that's really all the extra you want to make. Um, you can have one client and be able to do that. You know, depending on your packages and that sort of thing. So, in that same way, freelancing freelancing is something you really can try on for size, even if you're working full time. And it is a hustle for sure while you're doing both. But I think that it's worth exploring and michaela did a, a really good job of explaining how she did that breakdown and she would get up before her her school day um, from like you know five to seven and she had a co-working session with somebody which means that you would like log in on zoom with somebody and just say hey these are my goals for today and and you just kind of keep your laptop open you're not necessarily talking but it's like an accountability for hey I got up today Great. and so that was a really good strategy I thought for somebody who is struggling to figure out if that's for you but there there's ways to be creative and you have to um, especially if you you know need to get a partner on board that having that conversation with somebody of uh, saying like I really want to try this out that you need to include them, in the process because it might sound crazy to them what you're talking about. And they might not understand that there's a whole online world of entrepreneurs out there who are needing services. And how does that work? Cause it feels kind of scammy. And a lot of times the husbands, they need those those that facts and information. If we're you know, wives, we need that too, honestly. Um, but being able to get them on board and say, hey, I'm gonna need childcare two hours of childcare in order to work on my course? You know, if you've been, you're investing in the instructional design course or any, or resources, learning something, um, can, can I get that from you? Can I, can we block that time out? So that if you kind of make that, that, those blocks of time throughout your week, you can say, oh, this is possible if I've communicated my expectations and if I have, um, that support available and a plan. And I think that that's what having a course and on top of that, a community, both of those things, like, you know, having a plan and having a community are so important because it can be very lonely. And I will say in Michaela's course, I was able to to connect with a lot of people and I have my boxer friends. I have, you know, Rachel who's in Georgia and I've got Julie who's in Alaska and being able to connect with those people on the hard days and say, I feel like this situation with my client is just going south and I don't know how to navigate it. I don't know how to communicate better, or I really messed up on this today and I didn't know how to make it right. And I'm feeling just lacking confidence in this and being able to talk that out because your husband, your friends who are not entrepreneurs, you know, may not understand that And that can be, that can be super lonely. So absolutely. I remember things early on with creating
0: teacher transition Mm -hmm. and I'd go to my husband and I'd be like, well, I don't know how to do this on the website or this. And it was like, I was going to him with this brainstorm and he does not at all work in this kind of a space. Yeah, And he would just say, look, I love you (laughs) and I support you but I have no idea like how to help you with this. Yeah. Like, how can I help you? And I was like, I need to start paying people for help, yeah. you know? And yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree to not do something yeah. alone. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to thrive more by not mm-hmm. doing this in isolation and by yeah. surrounding yourself
1: with people who've been there, done that. And mm-hmm. yeah. And well, and the up. cool, the cool part is, um, every single one of my clients except for one is a mom who is running their own business. And so it's, it's super, um, exciting just to be so empowered that, you know, my kids pop in on my zoom calls and my, my clients know my kids and that's not a, I'm not shoving them out of the room. They're like, Oh, hi. And we chat and, you know, we figure it out or, you know, if we have sick kids or, you know, things we have to reschedule. And that's not a, a thing you have to apologize for. That's something that's understood and valued. And that has been so affirming that you can do these hard things. uh, Motherhood is messy. Um, Parenting is messy and you can still have big goals. Um, And I've, I've loved this room and space to, to let both coexist. So Yeah.
0: I remember being, when I was working in the corporate world mm-hmm. and I remember being on like the fourth floor of a 26 story building where, uh, yeah, where I was working. And I remember we had this team call mm-hmm. and someone um, that we had on the team at that time was um, a stay-at-home mom. And it was my first time to kind of interact with kind of a contractor or freelancer in that kind Uh of way. And I remember we were on this call and her two kids were in the background. And I was there with all these men who were in like button-up shirts Uh and suit coats. I'm in there in like skirt and and heels Uh and whatever. And I remember this woman's kids in the background were like so noisy and so loud. And she Uh was just working through it. It was like, no big deal. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is so different. Or I I kind of, I mean, I, I honestly kind of remember thinking, oh, I feel so bad. This like must be so like different, or maybe this is uncomfortable for her or something. Mm-hmm. And now being in this space, yeah, I'm like, please bring your kid on the call. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. And, and you know, like you've seen mine when, when my yeah. kids will wake up and be like, mom. And so yeah. it's so great. And it's so welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's so human. Mm-hmm. So it welcome. is so it is yeah. for anyone hearing this or watching this and thinking like yeah. what can i do you know and the fact that you said you know there's no limit there's no ceiling mm-hmm. um you mentioned that you make you've you've replaced your teacher income mm-hmm. working part time mm-hmm. uh, can you also share any insights i know a lot of people in our community wonder about what about insurance
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and things like that can you speak to that at all or yeah income-like?
1: i I feel for, especially like single moms um, and that sort of thing, because you can't, you can't just quit your job. You can't just try something on for size when you're needing to, to feed families um, on, on one income, especially, but I, I do rely on my husband's insurance to get insurance through his, his work. So definitely when I transitioned from
0: teaching, you know, at the end of that fall, my mm-hmm. insurance went away, and I I took on private insurance for the first mm-hmm. time, and so I just really encourage people to like find out the actual price mm-hmm. instead of worrying about some like unknown number. Like find yeah. out what that price is, and then totally you don't have to fear the unknown anymore. So I think that can yeah. be really empowering too. So yeah. and we can link to resources for that in the show notes for this yeah. as well, so that you can see how much insurance in your area actually is. So in case yeah, that'd be helpful. There, so. Totally excellent. Well. Let's see let's end with just a few more questions. If you could go back and tell yourself anything when you were in your classroom <laughs> and classrooms in your case yeah. and you' yeah. considering a change, what would you be?
1: What, what advice would you give to yourself? I think one thing I wish I, I would have known is that you don't have to I say this, but that, like there's no prize for the person who suffers the most. And so I think that I thought if I, if I didn't sleep and, and if I didn't, you know, if I stayed up later and I, um, kind of just made all these sacrifices to make sure all the kids had everything they needed all the time, that, that would fill me up. And there are days where it's those lessons. I was like, that was a hundred percent worth it, but long-term there has to be sustainability. And I think that when your tank is empty, especially kids, they, they see it and they note it. And so when you are not filling your tank or whatever that looks like for you, the people around you, your family, your immediate family notices first. Um, but your students do too. And I think I would just say that it's it's imp- self-care is is a thing like and and it's not it's not selfish and f- for sustainability sake in order if you want to be able to give more you're going to have to prioritize that but also the idea like there's going to be iterations of things and and this step is going to is going to teach you more about your passions and your skills and your interests and your creativity and and then that might lead to another opportunity and I think like what you were you mentioned this at some point of like this online world and being an entrepreneur, like we didn't know that this would be a thing. like we couldn't major in you know, instructional design so many years ago, you know, or, um the way that it looks now, at least. And so just this idea that sometimes opportunities aren't are just not presented to us yet because they're not even available. and so to to be open to possibilities as they present themselves and that you don't have to have everything figured out in order, in order to say yes. And it doesn't have to be the best and most perfect opportunity in order to say yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Put your toes in the water,
1: ride the wave when it presents itself. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Try it on for size. And if you could leave the audience teachers with two tips for transitioning teachers, what advice would you share with them?
1: Mm. Go with your gut. Like really, you know yourself really well. I think when I think about our audience, I, my heart breaks for the teacher who at the end of this year said, I can't do this anymore. And they didn't have the guts to ask for help or they didn't know what to do, or they just, they felt paralyzed and overwhelmed. And then they're going to end up back in the classroom in the fall and, and they're going to be there on that first day. And all these kids are going to have all this, you know, excitement and enthusiasm and ready to be back. And they're just going to be struggling, you know, just because that whole year is ahead of them and somehow they're going to have to figure it out. And so if, if you know, if you know, you need to be making a change um, and something is not in alignment, pay attention and and talk with trusted people. Join the membership um, and you know talk to other teachers who are just knowing that somebody else is also feeling the same way just takes a lot of that shame, that veil of shame away because you haven't done anything wrong. You haven't failed anyone. Um, it's just time to pivot that's really it. It's time to advance. And so I think that would be my main thing is just, is trust your gut because there are opportunities out there. And sometimes it's just the inability or our lack of information is really the only thing that's preventing us from, from taking the next step. And once you realize what's out there, it's like, whoa, you know, I really, I really do have options. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that of trust your gut. And
0: then, kind of how you referred to not not doing it alone or utilize the resources, whatever Uh it is, the people,
1: Uh yeah,
0: resources, information, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Well, and I would say probably my second tip too is just like as teachers and as moms, I feel like we're a lot of times teachers and moms are really good at DIY. And I will say that I have learned that there are things that are worth DIYing and there are things that are not. And if you have no experience in a new area, like transitioning into a new job, you know, starting your own business, this is not something to DIY. (laughs) Use a guide, use a, use a community. Um, There are other things that are totally worth, you know, DIYing, you don't, you know, there's different tools and resources that you can pay for like your invoicing or creating a portfolio and things like that. You can do those for free if, if you want to save some money that way. Um, but the actual, like, what's my path for going, um, in this new uncharted territory, you know, that's, that's worth investing because if I, and I will just say like, I made my investment back. And that was my, my husband. He said, uh, if, if you just make your investment back, whatever, like, I don't care, you know, I'll totally support you. Um, if you can just do that. And at the time, honestly, like looking back, that was very, very little that I invested in, of course. But if you think about what that initial investment has afforded me now, it's, it's unbelievable. And so that's, that's why I'm so grateful. So, yeah.
0: I love hearing that. I think about yeah. some of the teachers in our community and I know like, okay, they paid like this much for that course or that much mm-hmm. for that course. And, mm-hmm. and this many months later, they landed a job making over $20,000 more, Yeah, you know, I've never like, heard of this, that, or the other, like mm-hmm. a few months prior to that. And I, I love how you said, like, some things you can DIY go for mm-hmm. it. But with something as important as this. Yeah. This is a pretty yeah, you know, yeah. worth the investment. Yeah. I love how you referred to that as DIY. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So true. Okay. Well, Deanna, again, from a personal standpoint, I just want to say how much I appreciate your example, your influence, your contribution, everything that you do to help me to help the the teacher transition team and Aww. everyone who's a part of our community. So Thank you. It's such an honor. Thank you, Allie. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your story and and your advice and everything for our audience as well. Appreciate it. Yeah. This episode may have ended, but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word. Leave a review or screenshot the episode. Share it on social media and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows? We may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come.